podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey everyone, this is Mike. Uh, the Fin Fans Podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. And today is Monday. Uh, yesterday was a giant letdown, and I'm here today with uh, Louis Ragoni. Good morning, Louis. Good morning, Michael. Hello, 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 Dolphins. Rough day yesterday, like you said. My eyes are still bleeding. <laughs> Your eyes are bleeding, huh? <laughs> That was a bad football game to watch, especially the uh, third quarter. We just talked about headaches, and I've had it since the uh, second half of that game yesterday, and it hasn't gone away. So uh, next week's game can't come soon enough. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. I mean, that was yeah, that was a bad effort all the way around. It was uh, a bad effort. Um, that's a good description. <laughs> yeah, bad effort. Three and eleven. You're playing a team that was two and eleven, right? Yeah. No, we were we well, were three and ten going into the yeah. yesterday. They were two and eleven. They're two equally matched teams record wise. They're they're you know two equally matched teams disappointment wise. Yes. So you would figure it would have been a more competitive game, and they were competitive in the first half. It was a it was a decent game up till halftime, but I just felt like in the third quarter things just got away from them. And to me, I, I attribute it all to the offensive line, and I, and I know the defense was poor too, but I think the offensive line is, is so poor that it really puts the team in a bad situation and makes the defense's job even harder than it already is. Yeah, I mean, the offensive line is, is and has been, was yesterday, the problem over and over again. Uh, come out in the first half, 10-play drive, and we miss a field goal. The Giants go five plays. They punt, get the ball right back to us. We drive down the field, and uh, we have a fourth and one, and Laird gets hit for a three-yard loss. I mean, what does that tell you? Offensive line-wise, it's a constant, it's a constant, constant issue. I yeah, mean, you could tell he wanted to go off tackle. It wasn't there, and he tried to string it out. I think on on that particular are are you talking about that particular play the fourth and one because he did that on the on the safety as well Laird but that's what I'm thinking of yes you're thinking of the you're thinking of the safety on fourth and one Mike he just got obliterated he got blew up on that play yeah it, it, they they tried to run off right guard and he just got annihilated somebody came right through unblocked and just destroyed him and. Basically, the first quarter's over, and we had we had put two decent drives together, and we have a big goose egg on the scoreboard. And again, that is you know that does fall back on the offensive line. Um, I'm not going to give the defense as much credit as you will. I oh, think. I wasn't. I wasn't giving them credit. Okay, in the second half, <laughs> I misunderstood what you were saying. There. What I said was the offensive line sets the tone for the team. And uh, when they stall drives, when they um, play poorly, the defense is on the field more, and it makes them look worse than they probably are. And not that they're good, but you get what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But you know, with that being said, Mike, we you know we dominated the whole first quarter. You know, the yep. defense was not on the field much in the first quarter. 
No, you're right. You know, we had the ball seven minutes more than they did the first half. Right. And, you know, you go in the halftime with a lead and then you come out in the third quarter and you're just getting blown up in every way. You know, the defense did have, what, three interceptions yesterday? Yep. And, um, you know, they did make a few plays, but in between those interceptions, and some of them were just bad reads by uh, by Manning. I mean, that one ball he threw over the middle, I mean, granted, Baker made a great play on it, but it was a, it was a bad read by Manning. He just made a few mistakes, but in the third quarter, Mike, it was just, it was just horrible all the way around defensively. It was terrible. Absolutely well, you know, it had, had Miami taken advantage of those opportunities in the first half, maybe it's a different game. Yeah, right, exactly. And, you know, the, the bottom line is is that you go into halftime and um, you're, you've got a lead. And regardless of what we did in the first half, you've got a second half to play and you've got to play through it. And this team has done that. They've played a very strong four quarters in most of the games this year. Yesterday was disappointing in the fact that you just didn't see that. In the second half, I mean, they gave up 29 points to a team that has struggled offensively to some extent. Um, They do have players. There's no question about it. But, you know, when you compare what they have done up to this point in the season and then what they did yesterday to us, it, it's, it is disappointing. And, and I understand that we're shorthanded on the defensive side of the football, but to get dominated by a team like this to where they put up close to 30 points and a half of football, I mean, you know, that it, it just wasn't a good effort, Mike. It, it just wasn't, you know, no, it, and, it, was, it was probably one of the poorer efforts we've seen in, uh, the second half of the season. Absolutely. Very, very disappointing game. Um, you know, I mean, honestly, across the defense, I, I honestly don't know, other than the few interceptions we had, I, I really can't put a finger on one player that played well at all out there yesterday. Um, well, I can name a couple. Uh, who do you got? Jerome Baker. Okay. He did, did not, have- he did not embarrass himself. He played well in coverage. Uh, he tackled well. He had a nice return on that interception, too. Yeah. You know, he looked like a running back out there. Maybe we should play him at running Maybe back. Maybe we should. <laughs> <laughs> Stick him in there and let's see what he, he can bring to the table behind well, that we'll offense. I'll have as a message. Uh-huh. Uh, Vince Beagle played a respectable game. Uh-huh. Uh, Monte Heritage played a, a decent game. Gotchow played a decent game. And uh, a new face, uh, Zach Zeiler. Uh, played a decent game okay and that's about all i got well here's the pattern mike and it's and it's been consistent in regard to what our defense is giving up every single week the opponent's lead running back usually goes over 100 and again it happened yesterday barkley had 112 and two touchdowns their number one receiver goes over 100 yards shepherd had 111 yesterday you know, and and Manning had close to three hundred yards passing. I so mean, you did, can tell that you play fantasy football. <laughs> well, you can tell that I pay attention to the Dolphin games as well, and what the trends are. The thing is, this is that every single week, whoever we're playing, the running back is getting over a hundred, or the combination of running backs are getting over a hundred. If teams. Yeah go that route um their number one receivers are going over 100 week in and week out and you know it, it it's it's a problem and you know right now 
We are very shorthanded in the secondary. Uh, I keep saying, you know, we do have a lot of guys up front that we were depending on that I think have been uh, somewhat disappointing this year. I mean, you mentioned Baker. He had a pretty solid game yesterday. Overall, I think he's been a disappointment. Wilkins, our number one pick, has been a disappointment. Um, I haven't seen enough out of him to where I'm overly thrilled at this point. And we'll give him the benefit of the doubt because he is a rookie, but he's playing a position to where, you know, you've got guys lined up in front of you and you got to dominate them. That's what you do with the defensive tackle. And I just haven't seen it, especially over the last two weeks against very subpar offensive lines. I think that, you know, the Giants and then the Jets last week, I I just felt that we were going to get a lot more out of our guys up front and it just has not developed. So, you know, it's somewhat disappointing uh, in regard to their play up front. Again, the secondary, you know, we're, we're very shorthanded. There's guys out all over the place. So you expect it there, but you expect a little bit more from the guys up front, and, it's, and we're not getting it right now. No, we're not. And, uh, you know, you can point a lot of different directions. The team is not good, Lewis. They're, they're not good <laughs> on either side of the ball. So, right. you know, we, we can point to uh, Wilkins. We can, we can point to the guys on the offensive line. Uh, uh, you know, I didn't think Fitzpatrick played as, as well the last couple of weeks as he had previously. Uh, not that he was bad yesterday, but, uh, you know, he put the ball on the ground once and, uh, I just didn't feel like he, his passes were always crisp and, and on target. Uh, that, and I think he had like seven drop passes yesterday, which is... and I, Yeah, and I was going to mention that. You know, the, his numbers were... I mean, there, there were... There were drop passes all over the place. I think yeah. Laird had two or three alone. So yeah, go ahead, finish just, your thought. Well, and I'll, I'll, it's just it's it was everybody it, you know there, there wasn't uh, you you can't say this section of the team really played well yesterday i just thought it was a collectively poor effort and uh they looked like they were you know in pack your suitcase mode and i know they weren't but uh uh that's what it kind of looked like in the second half you know uh, mm-hmm. just like you said a poor effort and uh uh when you when you come out at this time of year and give a poor effort it makes people think that maybe you're uh uh, quitting obviously these kids can't afford to quit they've got to put the best film they can out there either for miami or for somebody else so i know they weren't quitting i don't think anybody really intentionally quit but it looked like it just from a visual uh perspective watching that game yeah and and you know mike if you if you look at the team and the more film that you have week to week as teams prepare for us. I mean, if you're if you're if you're a defense and you're coming in against our offense, I mean, we're one dimensional. It's that simple. I yes. mean, all you're doing is is you're trying to lock in on Parker and you're trying to stop Fitzpatrick. And that's basically where it ends. You're not concerned about the running game. And you know, to their credit, you mentioned a lot of drop balls yesterday. I mean, in that first half, Fitzpatrick looked very good. He was spreading the ball around. They did an extremely good job as far as moving the football. Now, they didn't get into the end zone on a few occasions in the but, in the first 
in that the first matters. quarter. It does matter, but I think it has more to do with the offensive line. We're going to go back to them and not being able to block on a well, fourth, there's, there's on a no fourth and one. There's no question that if they no. were better, he'd be better. I, you know, he, he's pro- he's proven that much over the course of the season. Absolutely. So. You know, when you when you when you're when you're coming in and you're preparing for this team, you know, there, there's just not a lot to honestly prepare for. Uh, you know, you've got a couple of guys you need to worry about Fitzpatrick being one of them, and and you just take you try to take the things that he loves to do away from him. And the Giants did a pretty decent job in the second half when we fell behind. Now, you move over to the defensive side of the football and what are you concerned about when you're preparing as an offense for this dolphin defense there's nobody you're going to avoid throwing against i mean you can throw the ball anywhere on the field against our secondary you're not concerned with a pass rush and teams have been able to run the football on us so they're doing pretty much everything they want to do so Again, as the season progresses and there's more film on the guys that are out there and what we're trying to do week in and week out, you know, it, we're a very simple team to prepare for. There's just not a lot of talent out well, there right now. And Nate Brooks had a target on his back yesterday. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, <laughs> uh, Eli couldn't throw at him too many times, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, it, this is the position we're in and... Um, you know, it it is what it is. It was a bad effort. There's no question about it. But um, I think over these next couple of weeks, you're going to see a lot more of this type of thing because, you know, we say it over and over again. We are what we are. It's just that simple. I mean, yeah. you know, we, we're not going to – nothing's going to change with this team. I mean, you know, you hope that Wilkins plays a little bit better over these last couple of games, maybe Van Ginkel, some of the younger guys, you know, start to play up to what we were expecting or hoping out of them. And, um, you know, that's all you can really hope for. All these other guys that are basically just being plugged in there to uh, replace guys that are injured right now. Uh, you know, this is what you're going to get out of him. I mean, Laird had a horrible game yesterday. He dropped passes. Uh, he made some bad decisions when he was running the football. The safety comes to mind. I mean, it was a, it, that was an important play in the game because what happened was he, he, you know, they get the safety and then we punt to them and they score a touchdown on on that possession right yeah. after the. Well, they gave up what a 34 yard return on that kick. A 34-yard return. It took them three plays. They went 40 yards, Mike, in three plays, and they're in the end zone. And now all of a sudden, it's a it's a 23-13 game. Right. You know, nine-point swing right there. So, I mean, you know, it's it, 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 it's plays like that, and it's and it's the offensive line, and it's the guys. I mean, you know, Laird's are what he's now our our third, fourth running back that we've used because Walton was in the mix there for a while sure. as well. So we're down to basically our fourth option at running back. I mean, you know, even at receiver, you know, you've lost Grant in the slot. You lost Preston Williams on the outside. You've got guys out there like Isaiah Ford who are on the practice squad most of the season. So, you know, you factor all that in and and this is the the product and this is the team. And we are what we are right now. There's a lot of pieces of the puzzle missing. 
and it's affecting a lot of the guys that are still on the field. I mean, maybe Wilkins becomes better, Mike, if he starts getting some help from the defensive ends. You know, the guy playing next to him on the outside and on the other end. Yeah, the ends are terrible, both of them. Yes, so... Neither of them can contain the run. Uh, they're just not good ends. Uh, Moss and uh, Charlton is who I'm speaking of. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you've got to get guys there who can play the position, not not just p- rush the passer and not just play the run, but do both. Absolutely. Yep. And, you know, at Parker, I mean, let's mention a few guys, Mike, you know, that had decent games yesterday. I mean, Parker comes back. I don't think he practiced an awful lot this week. No, and of course not. He, he didn't. He goes out and he catches two more touchdowns, and he's on the verge of getting to a thousand yards for the season. And uh, you know, he continues to be productive even when the team around him. And speaking of not practicing much, neither did Albert Wilson, and he too had a decent game yesterday. Yes, he did. He he had a very very good game as well. So. You know, and Gesicki had a decent game. Uh, you know, he he was also he was targeted eight times. He caught four for forty-seven, which wasn't a horrible game. Uh, Walford contributed a little bit again early in the game in the first half. You know, they were he was the Fitzpatrick was throwing to everybody and everyone. It seemed like it was somebody different on every play, and they looked really good moving the football, but. And the end result is zero points. You come out of the, uh, two drives early in the game with next to nothing. So, you know, with that being said, you know, I mean, there wasn't a lot more to look at on the offensive side. On the defensive side, we talked about Baker's interception. Beagle had a nice interception. And, you know, Needham had, had um, you know, a subpar game. But he did have an interception as well. So we did have three turnovers. And, you know, I think we talked about this a little bit yesterday as well, Mike, that I don't think we had a turnover on our side of the football and we had three takeaways and we still lost by, <laughs> you know, by 16 points. So, I mean, it, it's crazy. Usually well, when you... Fitzpatrick had the fumble. Right. And that, but did, um, did he lose that fumble? Yeah. He did. I didn't. They review it. Yeah, he did yeah. lose the fumble. So we did have the one turnover mm-hmm. yesterday, and that was it. But the, the bottom line is, what I'm trying to get at is, is that we won the turnover battle, and we still lost by 16 points. So you know, it, it's tough. It really is. Even with the turnovers, it didn't. It, there was. It wasn't a factor in the game. And we actually ran the ball somewhat decently yesterday. My God, our guys averaged, which is a shocker. Uh, Laird averaged 3.8 yards a carry, and Gaskin averaged 4.8. But well, those- we actually had two linemen who looked like they were run blocking effectively yesterday, and that was uh, Davis and Kilgore. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. If I talk about their pass blocking, I won't be as kind. Mm, probably not. No. no, he he got walloped a few times yesterday. Fitzpatrick, that I didn't think. He well, was between the both recruit. of them, they gave up five pressures. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, you know the positives that come out of the game, uh, we can. It's we over. Can, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> the season's almost over. We only got two more weeks to deal with with the team as they look now. The 2019 team. You know, uh, you said to me yesterday, it looks like preseason. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, that's exactly how I feel. You, you couldn't have put it better. And, and it feels that way, yes. doesn't it? When you're when you're hearing names on the field, you're like, what the? 
I mean, I, I don't even know some of the guys that are on this team. And Mike, I can honestly tell you that really hasn't happened for me. And I'm sure you feel the same way to right. where you just don't know the roster. Right. And, uh, it's it's hard. It really well, is. You know, they've, they've turned it over so much in the past couple of weeks that there are probably eight or nine players who we really have not seen play. These are, these you know, they're practice squad players from other teams and, and very marginal players from other teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're guys they want to get a look at. And, you know, it's an extended tryout. That's what it is. Exactly. So, you know, I think calling it a preseason look is, is perfect because that's really what it is. Hey guys, I wanted to break in here real quick just to ask a favor of you. On the app that you're listening on, uh, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit like, leave a, a comment on your thoughts of the show. And uh, if you didn't know, we do, we do run a Facebook group. Uh, it's Miami Dolphins number one. It's hashtag one. We talk uh, Dolphins football 24-7, 365. We'd love to have you join us and share your thoughts. And uh, once again, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, Let's make it a habit. We'll see you next week. So getting back to the positive that will come out of this game is that, you know, we kind of solidified. We both looked at it. We talked about it yesterday and we kind of solidified at least a top five pick now. Uh, It it would take extreme, extreme situation, an extreme situation involving a bunch of players for us to drop any lower than than five at this point. Yeah, I read somewhere that, uh, I think it was Dave Hyde who wrote that uh, it's not possible for us to fall below five. Okay, so there you go. So that's what we figured without... If he's right. <laughs> I, well, I think yeah. I think he's right because as yeah. we looked at it, uh, we, came up, we came up with the same uh, conclusion in regard yep. to that. So we're looking at worst case scenario, a top five um, with the way we played yesterday. Um, you know, it'd probably be closer to, to maybe to well, three. There's an, actually an outside shot. We can get the first pick. I think we have like a 6% chance of that happening. So, you know, anything, anything is on the table, you know, anywhere from one to five is on the table still where I thought they were eliminated from getting the first pick, but actually they're not. It is still possible, but only a 6% chance. Right. And that, that involves Cincinnati losing to, I believe, Pittsburgh after they play us. Yes. So we're a very good team. So It involves a lot of things besides that. Right. And I, I don't see that happening. Now, two or three, as we looked at it yesterday, are a strong possibility. So a lot of good things happen with other teams involved. Um you know, the God, the, the Redskins had the Phillies down late and they wound up blowing that game. But a few of the other the games, Phillies? Uh, the, uh, the Eagles, did I say the Phillies? You did. My God, I got baseball on my mind already. That's uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. Oh, Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. So Jacksonville coming back and be- beating Oakland helped us. Uh, because I don't think there's any scenario to where we would fall behind them at this point. Arizona, they'll call, call them Oakland anymore. They're now uh, Las Vegas. Well, they're Oakland. They're always going to be Oakland to me, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I don't me care too. what they call them going forward. Uh, Arizona winning yesterday against Cleveland absolutely helped in regard to the draft because it looks like they'll be drafting be will be drafting in front of them as well so there were a couple of good things that happened and of course the game last night 
Buffalo beating Pittsburgh because we have their number one as well. We want Pittsburgh to continue to lose. So there were a few positives that took place yesterday because I will tell you, and Atlanta as well. Atlanta right. was another another big game, a game that you never expected them to to win. They went into San Francisco and won, and that was that was a major shocker. So you never know. With the combination of those wins and our loss, uh, we moved well, well up in the draft. Because I'll tell you what, Mike, if we would have won these la- these last few games, uh, there was a possibility that we were dropping. Maybe yeah, we'd have won the last tenth. two games. Maybe we're tenth or twelfth somewhere around exactly. there. Exactly, and and I mean, looking at this team right now, do you honestly want to be in that position? No, you want to be in the position that we're going to be in because what people tend to forget as well, and we talked about this yesterday as well, is that it's not only the first round; it's the second, it's the third, it's every round through the draft that you're drafting very high in. And right. it makes a major difference, and it will. As long as you're drafting well, it makes a big difference in every single round. I mean, you get an early third round, an early second rounder, and the fact that we have multiple picks in all those rounds is a positive as well. I mean, it gives us the ability to move up in rounds if we see a guy that we really like. So there, you know, there were positives that came out of this. I know it's, you never want to lose, but again, you know, there, you got to take the positives out of there and you got to look at the good that came from it. And, you know, well, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, yes, the draft aspect of it is good. And the fact the game is over is good. And the fact there's only two more left is good. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know how much more of that I can watch. <laughs> that was rough for me yesterday. Yeah, how do you think we'll play against Cincinnati? Mike, this is a this is another team that has some players. Um, it just depends on how Dalton is. I mean, you can compare Dalton to Eli. You know, he'll he'll throw interceptions, but then he puts drives together where he looks like <laughs> he looks like Joe Montana. And uh, Mixon is an extremely good running back. Um, they gave New England fits for about a half yesterday, and then Dalton did what he does. He threw mm-hmm. a bad interception, and the game turned completely. He threw a pick six, and the game just changed on him. But this is a team that we're going to struggle with again in regard to our defense against their offense. I think they're going to be able to move the football. I don't know a lot about their defense. I know that they've struggled all year. So right. I expect some scoring in the football game. But um, if our defense plays like they did in the second half yesterday, we're, we're going to wind up losing. It's as simple as that. Um, you know, some of the stats from yesterday in regard to Cincinnati, and we'll preview them on uh, – we're coming back on Wednesday, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, Dalton threw four interceptions yesterday, Mike. That's what he does. Yep. And uh, it absolutely killed them because uh, they were in that game. At, at half, it was 13-10, and in the second half, it was just one thing after another. But Mixon averaged over five yards a carry against a really good New England run defense. I mean, they're, they're, they're not a bad defense at all, and he went for 136 against them. And uh, Bernard, their backup, went for, for 27, and he averaged five and a half yards a carry. So they ran for over 150 yards on the New England defense, and uh, I don't think our defense is comparable to theirs. So I expect them to try to run the football on us and, uh, you know, mixing in the pass here and there. And if we don't, if Dalton doesn't lose this game for them, then then we're going to have a problem with them. There's no question about it. 
And then we play New England the last game of the season, and that's up in New England. So that should be a struggle as well. It should be. Uh, the question is, how badly will they need the game? And right now, it looks like they're probably going to need it. You would think so. I mean, a lot yeah. depends on what happens next week um, or this yeah, Saturday, course. right? Yeah. The game yeah. Saturday against Buffalo. Buffalo. Mm-hmm. They play Buffalo. And um, I'd love to see Buffalo beat them. I mean, I don't like either team, obviously. They're division rivals. But uh, I'd love to see Buffalo just... Make New England travel. Yes, I wouldn't mind that either. Uh, you know, <laughs> this whole cheating thing, and and they—they uh, <laughs> they deserve to have some bad mojo go their way. They do, and you know what? I've seen it more this year than I have in a while with that team. Um, usually, they got a horseshoe up their butt in yes. regard to play calling and just stupid mistakes by the by the opponents. But um, they're just not good good enough to overcome a lot of things anymore. Um, I, they've slipped. There's no their, question. Their offense about it. has definitely slipped. Their offense has slipped, and their defense over the last month or so has shown some holes. They're still very good. Yeah. Um, but well, you, you lose a guy like Gronkowski, you're going to slip. Yeah, there's no question about that. Absolutely, you lose a key. That's, that's Mike, hard to replace. You know what? Teams go through this year in and year out. And, yes. And New England, and and New England's a perfect perfect example of that. I mean, they have lost guys like Randy Moss and, and, I mean, just one player after another on both sides of the football, but yet they're there every year. I mean, they're in the championship game or they're in the Super Bowl every year. So, uh, yeah, Gronkowski, no question about it. They're a big, he's a big loss, but you know, the team doesn't function around one player. Uh, they still have a lot of pieces there, and they've always been able to somehow get over the fact that they've lost a guy and this year it's just not happening. Not right. for them. I don't say I don't see it going forward either. Up to this point. I mean, you look at their record and you're like, they still got a great record. Well, yes, but you know, look around the AFC and um, you know, you tell me. <laughs> I mean, the Raiders were still in contention for a playoff spot, and they lost to a really bad Jacksonville team yesterday in right. Oakland. When it was the last game in Oakland. In their stadium. In their stadium. You would think that these guys would come out fired up, you know, inspired to play football. And they have a team that is playing for nothing, go out and beat them. I mean, so this is what we're contending with and what New England and what everybody else is contending with in the AFC. It's just not a really, really good conference right now. There's not a lot of good football being played. There's a handful no, of teams. You, you've and, got Kansas City. You, you've got uh, Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore and not a whole lot else. I right. mean, I, I guess you got to throw New England in there just simply because of their record. And Buffalo. But, Buffalo yeah. is a pretty yeah. solid team. Um, they're not a great team. Yeah, uh, they, they won last night, but they didn't play well. They were fortunate. They went against a, uh, a, a, a young quarterback that made some mistakes that wound up costing them costing them that game yesterday. Um, you know, Tennessee and Houston are up and down. I mean, from one week to the next, you don't know what you're going to get out of them. They get blown out. Like Houston got blown out two weeks ago. And then yesterday against Tennessee and Tennessee, they looked great. Right. I mean, you just, you know, it, it's just really, really hard to figure out the AFC. The NFC, I think, has much stronger football teams right now and um and this you know this goes back to what i said a couple of weeks ago mike that if we draft well and sign some nice free agents 
we can honestly compete. I didn't say we will make the playoffs, but we will compete for a wild card position next year. I truly right. believe that. So you're saying we're not that far from uh, the Las Vegas Raiders? <laughs> no, among <laughs> other teams. You know, I mean, you know, the position we're in compared to some of these other teams, yeah. oof. I mean, you know, we're in great shape. I mean, if there's a team that can turn it around quickly, I mean, you know, who would you rather be, the Dolphins or the Jets or the Dolphins? Oh, or, well, that's a silly question. Or the Bengals or any of these teams, right? I know it's a silly question, but, you know, that's what we have to look forward to is the fact that we're in a position to really upgrade this team next year and we can make leaps and bounds going into next season compared to some of these other teams. The other teams that just aren't in the position we are. And uh, we're not that far off from them. We're really not. I mean, people may think we are, but uh, the other factor is, Mike, getting guys back that are not here right now, that are healthy, that are on the roster. Xavier Howard and right. McCain and, I mean, you know, our whole secondary. And and um, Preston Williams, who, who uh, looks like he's going to have a promising career. So, you know, you've got guys that are already here that are going to uh, be pieces of the puzzle that aren't here right now and playing for us, but are already here. So we're going to be ahead of the game just there without even bringing in these uh, rookies and bringing yeah, in. Some I don't know the exact players. number because I haven't looked, but I think we have like 32 players on injured reserve, or at least it seems that way. Oh, it's just it's crazy. It, it is crazy. It's absolutely insane. But. The point of the matter is, is that uh, going forward, you know, we can make a big, big leap compared to some of these other teams because we're in a position to do that. Now, whether that's going to happen or not depends on what free agents we sign, who decides to come here to play for us and what players we draft and how much of an impact they are going to have on this team right out of right out of the gate. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, I think we're in a great position going forward. And that's the positive that comes out of yesterday. Yeah, you know, I saw somebody in Houston called uh, Laramie Tunsil Tunsilitis <laughs> because of all his penalties. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So, it is funny. But, you know, on the other hand, uh, I, I, I know you wanted to get your Kenyon Drake comment in. Oh, Drake. Yeah. He had a, what do you have? Four touchdowns yesterday. He did. And, uh, you know, I, I was, listen, I didn't hide it. I was always a big fan of Drake. And, um, no, you did not hide it. No. I'm not going to hide my thoughts on players and, um, you know, whether negative or positive. You know, I felt Drake was a very, very good football player and the guy that really going forward, I felt whether, even if it was just in spot situations, could have been, a really good, productive football player for us. But, you know, he's gone and he's doing it for Arizona yeah. right now. And, you know, good for him because he, yeah. helped, he helped us yesterday. Sure he, he, he gave us, he gave us uh, an opportunity to draft in front of the team he's on now by beating, by winning a game that we didn't expect them to win. Right. So now we will be drafting in front of Arizona. There so, you go. There you have it. All right. So we'll be back Wednesday and we'll we'll talk about some of the former players and some other things. We'll look ahead to the uh, Bengals and uh, uh, let you know how we think we'll match up against them. And uh, that'll be that. Lewis, thanks for uh, joining me this afternoon. My pleasure. And thanks for listening, everybody. And fins up. Fins up, doll fans. Keep your heads up. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. 